Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. But the Bible says that when we repent of our sins, he casts it as far as the east is from the west. I don't know if you've ever been to the other coast, but it's a long way. It's a long way. And that's how far God wants to cast your sin out away. He don't even care anymore. But it happens. We mess up. We make a mistake. We come to Easter service. We come to Christmas. Those are who I, I call them CEO Christians. Christmas and Easter only. Sorry, pastor joke. Okay, that one failed. I'll try another one in a little bit. But you come in and then you say, okay, I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to try. But something happens and you quit. That's when you got to look in the mirror and go, I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. Why? Because he loves me and I am loved by him. Thank you. I am loved. I belong to him and I'm accepted. But we treat our relationship the same way. Why? Because we begin living where we left it. And a lot of times where we left it is where we feel like God left us. I didn't ask for this hurt. I didn't ask to lose my job. I didn't ask to lose my parents. Okay, I'll make it about me. I didn't ask, I didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for, to lose this. That. You, didn't ask, you didn't ask for this family member to, to stab you. You didn't ask for this. And what happens is we begin living where we feel like God left us. Because God, why did you, I'm I'm trying to start, we're trying to move forward and property and, 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 and now COVID, I've never done, now my parents passed away. Josh, Brittany and I could, and and our family, we could have sold just begin living where we felt like God left us. And I'm going to tell you, every time, it's never that God leaves us, it's that we left him. You're the one that took some mileage points and just moved, moved, moved down the road. Amen. What's my message? You don't have to live. You don't have to stay in the mess that you're in. And if you come in here talking to this pastor, this real pastor, this is not fake B. Ain't nothing fake about me. Amen, if you try to come in and convince me that your life is stress-free and everything's great, everything's lovely, you will lie Amen. on Easter Sunday. Man, man, I'm not, I, I'm choosing. I'm not going to live. First of all, he didn't leave me. So if whatever's happening, I'm leaving this place because I need because God's not in that. He's over here. So I'm leaving that mess and I'm, I'm checking out. I'm over here. Anybody getting something out of this today? I'm telling you what. We start living from a place of defeated, defeat, defeat. And, and, and then the next time we approach God, we're approaching him. We come in after a hard week. We come in and we, we, we come into worship and, 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 we're, and we're, we're at a place of we feel failure. We feel like a failure. We feel like God's mad at us. Let me tell you something. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He's mad about you. And he's mad at any person, family member, church member, I'll talk about it, anybody that tries to come in between you and him and his relationship with you and anybody that tries to alter the direction of your life. When you keep your eyes focused on him, you'll start seeing. When you start focusing on him, 
All this other stuff goes faded like it just comes out of focus. There, there's, there's, on, on our phones, we got these cameras and you got this portrait mode. And the portrait mode actually goes and zooms in. And what happens is everything else around goes faded. You need to focus in your attention for your marriage, your kids, your business, the direction, your I, I, education. I don't know. Whatever it is, focus. Put the focus. Just fine-tune it on God. And let all this other stuff fade away. The Bible even says all this stuff will fade away. But my word will still remain. It's the only book still in publication longer than any other book. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You don't have to live where you left it. Maybe you're there. Maybe you've been there. In the place where you just felt like God has just been silent. Or God, God ghosted you. Amen. I'll never forget after Robin passed, within the three weeks of her passing and then dad, I remember going over on early on a, uh, 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 on a Saturday morning, I guess it was, and dad had all the blinds closed in the house. And that's not like dad, because dad, dude, he's, he's always up doing his thing, cooking in pancakes, went to the gym. Almost said I don't know what he did at the gym, but I don't want to get struck down by lightning anyway. And he would open up all the blinds and let light in and had worship music playing. And I'll never forget, I walked into the house and, dude, it was, something was different. It was quiet. It was just him. Robin had passed. And I said, Dad, it's quiet. It's quiet in here. Like I, I felt like I was at a, at a, in a library or something like, shh. He said, it's kind of the same way between communication line from heaven to me right now. He was living in the place where he felt like God left him. Robin battled Crohn's disease for years and almost died twice in the course of like 25 or 30 years. And we saw, we, and she was never healed of it. It was just, it, it, she was taking things that would allow her to, to suppress it. But, but God continued the length of her life and all of a sudden, bam, out of nowhere, Maybe you're there today. I'm asking God, help me through this. But it's quiet. God, show me the direction for my life. But it's quiet. God, I didn't ask for this in this marriage. And I know this. I know this. These arguments and this bickering is not of you and it's not what you want. But it's quiet. Passionately pursuing God. And all of a sudden, a global pandemic. Loss of a loved one. Family problems. Financial stress. I think for these three ladies, Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Simone, I think for these ladies, even though Jesus promised, he said it, I'm going to die. You're going to put me in a grave, but in three days, I'm going to rise again. I, I, think, I think even though that Jesus promised them that there would be pain, I just don't think they expected it to be that personal. Oh, it'll never happen to me and my family. Ever been there? Ever said those words? Oh, it'll never happen to me. I tithe. I serve. It'll never happen to me. Jesus kept telling them, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to die. You're not going to see me for a few days. 
I think they knew that pain was on the horizon, but I just don't think they expected it. Why does it hurt so bad? I think the same is true for us. God promised. He promised us. You will have problems in this world. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. When problems hit other people's houses and homes. But what happens to our prayer life when problems come knocking on our door? Who am I talking to today? Pain is different when pain is, pain is affecting us. It's different. Because when we experience pain, it's hard, it's hard to move past pain. It's hard to move past pain when it's personal. Let's look at verse 3. Let me, let me, let me, just, go back. Let me just back up. I'm going to pull out a couple things, then we're going to go home and eat some ham or whatever you got at your house. You let us know, and we'll be there. Just let us know what time, and we'll show up. Pastor B likes to eat. Yes, he does. Okay, verse 3. On the way, they were asking each other, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? So it's hard to make progress and move forward when we're so accustomed to push back. This is is Jesus' mother. They've seen him do the miraculous. What happened to their faith? They forgot. So what happened? They started communicating with each other. Who's going to roll away the stone? Well, they were living out what they, they forgot all about what Jesus said, said to them. Why, why is this such a big deal? Because for them, it was dictating how they were communicating with each other. That's why it's a big deal. Because when we experience pain, it dictates my attitude. You ever have a bad day? It's hard to hide that you're having a bad day, is it? Where are my real people? You know. If you're happy and you know it, tell your face. Because your face is telling me you got some issues. Right? And that's the same thing that was happening for them. They start communicating on, forgetting what they had heard, what Jesus said. And they start communicating off of, well, who's going to roll away the stone? It's supposed to be large. Who's going to roll it away? That's why we got to get this. We do not have to live where we left it. It's hard to heal when you're facing hindrances. When you're facing opposition, it's hard to heal. It's hard to heal from hurt when all you know is pain. I wonder how many here today are allowing the pain from your past to dictate your approach to God. Oh, you're here today, but many of you are hurting. You're here today. Many of you have a lot of questions. This is what I say to you. Don't just sit at the... The learning table and go, I'm not moving until he responds to me. I'm not moving until he tells me what I want to know. No, every day of my life, 
we did 12 acres. They said, I don't know what the next step is. I know we're waiting on some, a few things as far as um, uh, survey and all those type things. But I can't sit here and focus on, well, I can't do anything. No, no, no. We got to keep moving forward. What am I saying? Whatever is pressing on you, man, you keep moving. You keep dodging. Whatever's going, man, make the devil be like, I, 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 I don't know which way to move. That's because I'm not moving to the beat of your drum. I'm moving to the beat of whatever God is calling me to. Verse 4 says, but as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone was rolled away. Well, that's the stone. The stone. uh, They looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been pushed aside. But when you and I live in the last moment of our hurt and our pain, we don't recognize that God has already moved from that pain. And he's over here and he's saying, will you come? Just follow my voice. Follow my voice. Well, I'm having a hard time following his voice. That's because you're having a hard time getting into his word. If you want to know what God's plan is for your life, you need to get into his word. Every answer for every problem you and I face is right here. You might have to dig a little bit, but bless God, you don't just have to come in here cold turkey. We got Google. Ask Siri. She'll help you find it. She liked the Holy Spirit sometimes. Somebody's probably going to pull that off YouTube or whatever. And the pastor's talking about Holy Spirit's like Siri. He's blasphemous. Man, these tools, let them help you learn and get educated on the things of God so that your family can be strong and victorious. Stop letting the devil beat the hell out of you is what I'm trying to say. That's not real proper on a Sunday Easter morning, but I'm just telling you, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Why are you trying to let it continue to dictate your life? They were expecting the opposition, but when they arrived, they looked up. I came to tell somebody today in this house, it's time to look up. Get your eyes off of what happened. Bradley Weber, get your eye, Brittany Nicole, Joshua Kenneth, get your eyes off of the hurt. Look up. You don't have to live based on how things were left in your life. Lift up your eyes and see what God is doing. We miss what's happening around us because we're so far. Fo- oh, we know about focus. When I said, let's focus and let everything get blurred, we know, we understand focus. That's why you can't see the things that God is trying to do. They're blurred. You can't even see it because you're so focused. I know it seems like that thing in your life that's hindering you from moving forward is so great and so big, but the Bible reminds us over and over and over that even the biggest stone in the loneliest grave was no match for the power in the presence of God. So what you've got going on in your life looks huge to you, but it is nothing to God. Well, I need, I need him to help me move it. He's trying to get you to connect with him, and he'll give you the tools to get it gone. Too many spoiled Christians. Mama, dada, I need, I need, I need. Then they grow up. Can't even get a kiss. Not with Grace. She's she, she still. But it's true. But we treat our relationship with God the same way. Dada, Abba, Father. But then when things start working out for us, we out the house, Jack. I got this on my own. 
Let me keep moving. I felt like toes just started throbbing under them, them, them Ohio State Buckeye chair colors y'all got right there. Just, just saying, just, sorry, just had to throw it in there one time. Verse 5, verse 5, verse 5. When they arrived, excuse me, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in white robes sitting on the right side. Everybody say the right side. The women were shocked. Why? Because they expected to find the same condition it was when they left. That, and guess what? When they got there, things weren't like they left it. You know why? Because God is saying to us today, and he said it to them, things don't have to stay the way they were left. When you invite God into the equation, it does not have to stay the same way. You don't have to feel that pain over and over and over, that repeat over and over, that betrayal over and over. He said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. I'm here to announce today to you that the resurrection has left the building. He left the grave. It's time for you to leave the grave. That pain you didn't ask for. Leave it once and for all. Amen. For you to travel, get on a plane and fly over, over the pond, go to the gravesite. He ain't there. But we will stay at the gravesite of all of our issues and all of our problems. We'll even, we'll even lay mulch and plant fresh flowers and make and try to dress up our pain come on somebody the point i'm trying to make is this if jesus didn't stay in the grave you shouldn't either get up get up if he got up you can get up yes he was fully god but he was also fully man in the garden before the crucifixion, he was so, so exhausted and so, so anxious that he, he sweated blood. Amen. That's not, that's, you would say, well, how, why, why, why is he, so, he's God, why is he so anxious? Because he was also fully man. Well, I don't think he understands. Oh God, Jesus understands Amen. what we're going through. He understands our hurt and our pain. And he's saying, you don't have to stay. You don't have to live where you left it, where you decided to stay. It's time to be raised to life in Christ. It's time to get up. Can you imagine what it was like for the disciples and, and, and those that had been following Jesus to go, he's gone. He had all this power. He was doing miracles. He's gone. Can you imagine how their faith was just shifted? Same thing happens to us. It's great. It's easy to serve God when everything's going, going our way. But what happens when a family member catches COVID? What happens when a loved one passes? What do we do? Somebody say, well, that's not my story. Get ready. It will happen. How are you going to respond? I can't control what happens to me, but I can control my mannerisms and how I respond to all this stuff that's coming. What happened to the good, gracious God? 
He's still in control. Here it's been three days and they got nothing. Silence. Ghosted. He said, I will destroy this temple, but in three days you will see me again. It was in the silence that the true test was given. You feel like God's being silent? That's because it's a test. What did the teacher used to say back in school? Put away all your stuff. It's time for the test. No talking. Y'all remember that? A lot of times when God is being silent, (coughs) a lot of times when God is being silent, like he did with Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Simone. He's trying to see, do you still remember what I told you? He's saying the same thing today. Oh, you got, you got stuff going on and it's quiet. Where's God? Go back to the promise he gave you. Well, I don't like his time schedule. And the more you keep up with that attitude, the more he's going to lengthen the time frame. I'm just telling you, God don't work on our time schedule. When life happens and the, and the air, and, and, and you, know, no longer, you no longer have the air beneath your wings, you no longer have the, the, the presence of God filling you up and you feel like a, a helium balloon just laying there looking all deflated and stuff. Remember these words. You don't have to live how you left it. There's another person in this story as I get ready to wrap it up. There's another person in this story who gets some airtime, although he's not present. His name's Peter. I can relate to Peter. (laughs) Peter made a lot of promises to Jesus, and he couldn't keep one of them. In this, part of the, in this part of the story. Jesus said, I'm going to die. He said, not on my watch. That's not happening. When the guards came to get me, I know the story. What did he do? Drew a sword. I don't think he was going for just an ear. Come on. He said, I, God, he said you'll deny me three times. I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. Before the rooster crowed, he didn't, Peter denied him three times. Made a promise to him. This will, I'll never do it. Ever been there? God, I'll never, I'll never do that. I'll never step out on my spouse. I'll never steal. I'll never do. I'll never. I'll never. I'll never. Without a surrendered life to Christ, you will always find yourself surrendered to that, whatever that is. The Bible calls it sin. Anything that's, anything that's hindering you from becoming the man or woman of God that he's calling you to be. Anything that's distracting you. I think if, uh, if a lot of us were honest, we would say we, we could relate to Peter. Because the place where we left off with God wasn't where he left us, but where we left him. That's how, that's how they felt. 
We were with you. We sold our business, our fishing boats and all that. We left it all and we're following you and now you left us and now we're just going to stay right here. And Who's going to roll away the stone? This is how we come into church because we, we feel like God left us, let us down. Hey, good morning, good morning. Join a small group. I don't feel like it. Hey, God loves you. Yeah, I know. Strickland Park was full of people with that same dialogue, that same conversation with themselves. But I believe because they hit that, those grounds and because those grounds were full of a lot of people who were carrying a lot of love, I think people felt accepted. Nobody trying to put a track in their hand. Do you know Jesus? Let me show you Jesus. We're experiencing a lot of hurt in our lives, all of us, right? But we didn't let where we've been dictate where we're going because we understand we're choosing not to stay where we left off. Your spouse will hold a grudge. Family member will hold a grudge. I'm here today to let you know that the resurrection does not hold a grudge. Didn't with Peter and won't with us today. In closing, verse 7. He said, now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. Peter failed in so many areas. He was living with shame, just like many of you in this room. And I want to tell somebody in this room today, just because you may feel like you've turned your back on God, God has not turned his back on you. The further you run, you will see the further is his reach. The messier your life is, you'll see the greater, greater is his love for you. The more stuck you feel, the more God will single you out. He singled out Peter. Peter, what? you ever been singled out? You ever been singled out? Let's go back to school days. You ever been singled out? Teacher said, hey, Bradley, Bradley Wayne, shh, you talk too much. It's true. Always on my report card. Great kid, talks entirely too much. Parent-teacher conference needed. True. Peter was singled out because he wanted Peter to understand. See, there wasn't even, it was an angel who understood the love of God for Peter, even though Peter denied Christ, even though Peter let his anger lash out. Even though Peter cussed some girls out. Ha, that ain't me. I don't know him. And he said, and be sh- go tell the disciples, he is not here, he is risen. And tell Peter why. See, we got to be like the angel. Well, that's Jesus. No, no, no. That was an angel. And the angel understood the love of God for mankind. And he said, tell Peter. Basically, you're still loved and accepted. It does not matter. The betrayal, it does not matter. The denial, it does not matter. Your attitude and anger. Tell Peter. 
He's risen. And Jesus brought you to this house today and sent me on an assignment to let you know it does not matter what you've done, what you've said, who you did it to, or who you did it with. God's love, His reach is much further the distance that you could ever run from Him. If there was nobody else on planet Earth and your jacked up self was here, He would have crawled up on that cross and died for you. And He's telling you today in a room full of people, He's singling you out. Jonathan, He's singling you out. Adam Hires, He's singling you out. He's singling you out today to let you know, I love you. You are accepted. Somebody shout out, I'm not living where I left it. Oh, that was, that was passive. That was passive. It sounded like you only said it because the pastor said it and you didn't want nobody beside you to feel like you weren't connected to the message. Somebody better get up on your feet right now and say, I will not. Not from your seat. I will not live where I left it. Remain standing. The angel said, listen, I'm done, I'm done, listen. The angel said, he's not here, but you can see him when you get there. Stop looking in the last place. You, and this is for Christians. Come on. Stop looking. Stop looking in the last place you experience God to find God. He's not there. I'm talking to believers that have been Christians for a really long time. And we feel, oh, come on now. Let me just talk about it. I'm talking about people who know Jesus. Who have prayed a prayer. They, they put God in a box and they feel like, because uh, I, I was, when I first came up, I'm struggling. I'm going, the, the, I want Easter to be special for people because people have a concept in their mind of what they think Easter should be. We can get so connected with what we think God is and this is where we're going to find God and you're going to be, you're going to be so disappointed because he's not there. Amen. He's moving on. Don't ever try to put God in the box and go. That's why when people come in, they feel so connected because Pastor B may roll up on a John Deere tractor. He may wear, he may wear shorts one day. Oh, maybe. I, who knows? And I want people to connect to go the way you thought you knew God. He's doing, he's going to show up in all kinds of ways to get up in your story. To get up in your junk. To get up in your marriage because he needs to, he needs you to insert him into whatever, all areas of your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Stop looking in the last place you experience God to find God. He's not there. You must meet Him where He is. This morning on Easter Sunday, you may be here. And you may have experienced such hurt and such pain. And you cannot seem to break free from that pain. The memories of that hurt. The memories of that betrayal. Maybe you were taken advantage of as a young age. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Maybe it's church hurt. Maybe you've been hurt by another ministry who didn't represent the gospel well. And maybe when I count to three, you just want to slip your hand up. You don't have to move anywhere. All of our heads are bowed. I want to pray over you because I want you to be set free. I want you to stop living where you left it. And stop letting it dictate where you're headed. If you're here today, say, Pastor B, will you pray for me? One, two, three. Hands up all over this room. Maybe you're watching online. Man, drop a hand emoji right there because later on today, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to call your name out. Keep it up. Father, I just lift up all of my friends here today. God, I ask that you would encourage them and wrap them with your uncondi- uncondi- unconditional love. Love that is not based on conditions. Not Love that is not based on if, if, we, if we practice what your word says to the T. God, you, are, you already said the reason you died was because you knew we couldn't do it. So, Father, wrap them right now, God, with your unexplainable, unconditional love. And if your hand's raised, I want you to say this with me. Just, you can just under your breath, just say, I release it. <laughs> and I let it go. I'm not living here. I'm letting it go here. I'm letting it go here. This is a moment for somebody. Some of y'all aren't connecting with what I'm saying. I'm saying, you're leaving it here. Do not walk out of here and start reminiscing about the hurt, the pain. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. Don't live. Don't live. Don't live here. God has so much for your home, your life, your family, your future. Say, I release it and let it go. Let me put your hand down. In the last 120 seconds that I have, if you're here today and you say, I have never invited Jesus, the one who rose from the dead, the one who died for me. I have not, li- I have not been living my life according to to his plan for me he died for me and I've been walking through trampling through the blood by my choices and my decisions and I want I want I want to make things right today it all came down to this all the all everything every every music every song every word I spoke comes down to this moment that you understand that Christ died for you you and you alone And all I want to do is lead you in a prayer right where you're standing today. And then we're going to go home. But I believe from this day forward, your life can be forever changed. When you invite him into your life and you, you, man, you get connected. It doesn't have to be this church. If you're visiting, you got another home church, that's fine. Just get somewhere, get plugged in. Grab Siri and your Bible. (laughs) There's no excuse of why we can't become educated. And run after the plan of God for our lives. If you're here today on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up. You say, I want to make things right between me and my heavenly father today. One, two, three. Wow. Let's pray this prayer together, church, loud and clear. Oh God, I come before you today confessing my sins. I'm truly sorry for my sins. I believe that your only son Jesus died for me at the cross of Calvary I believe that he conquered sin and he conquered death and today I am 
set free. Today, my steps are moving forward. Come into my heart, Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Father, forgive me for all of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. In Jesus' name. No matter if you prayed that prayer for the very first time or you've prayed it before, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, you are family. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Come on, somebody, they're going to close us out with this song, Gone. My sins are gone. My past is gone. The place where I was hurt is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Come on, somebody say this with me. Say, I will not stay here. Every day, every choice, every decision you make should move you forward, pursuing the purpose that God has for your life. Amen. We love you. Most importantly, God loves you, and he has an amazing plan for your life. Our prayer for you is that you understand that you are loved, you are accepted, and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Amen? Give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.